Welcome back to my podcast, guys. This is going to be a solo dolo episode. Even though I have so much fun doing interviews, I think it's always good to just come on here and basically blab my face off. (laughs) So welcome. You know what I love about podcasting on a real note? I just literally took my shower, I put on all my skincare. I literally look like a little glossy fairy tale princess right now. I'm currently sitting on my bed. My dog is right next to me and I am in Grinch pajamas. <laughs> yes, guys, fun fact. I love the Grinch. I watch it year round. And another fun fact is my baby, his lovey is actually a Grinch doll. And I did not plan that. He weirdly found it at my mom's house when I was visiting in Illinois. So uh, yeah, weird Grinch fan. But uh, I love podcasting so much because I feel like I could just hop on and honestly do this whenever, whenever. And um, it usually is random. So yeah, welcome guys. I wanted to talk to you guys about my COVID-19 experience because I am back open. Um, I've been open for when you guys listen to this. I don't know how long it will be for you, but I've been open since May 11th. And I wanted to talk to you guys about what I'm doing at work differently. And if you guys are still not working, hopefully when you listen to this, this will give you guys some ideas on how to open up your place. Or if you work for somebody, you can still kind of implement these ideas. So basically, honestly, a lot has not changed. I mean, yes, I'm cleaning in between each client and I can't say that I did that specifically beforehand, although I did keep it clean. So I guess trying to say is, you know, we've heightened it all since then. Every single um, client, of course, I disinfect and this is exactly how I do it. So first of all, I went into work and I disinfected everything before the first client came in. If you guys do what I'm doing, it really takes about two or three minutes. It shouldn't take long at all. And I've had no trouble at all. I think the biggest thing for me is just making sure that my clients come on time because the moment that they're late, then my whole day just kind of spirals out of control. So when my client shows up, I take them in the room. Of course, I have a mask on. When they come into the room, you know, we have it so masks are recommended, but you know, not, you know, they don't have to, which at first I didn't agree with. I felt really, really strange about the fact of people not wearing masks, except especially when I had to. But honestly, since I've been back to work, mostly everyone has worn a mask except for my facials. And if they don't have a mask on, it's because I'm doing like a lip wax or a chin wax. So I don't know how you feel about it. I definitely was one to kind of be a little bit worried at first, but it's honestly been okay. And I, of course, have my mask on at all times. And guys, I have the biggest tip and trick. So please listen up. When I first started wearing the mask, I felt so suffocated and like I'm such a chatterbox in service. And so talking with this mask on was like getting really overwhelmed to the point where I was like getting claustrophobic and like a little anxious. So what I did is I took a drop of peppermint oil and I added it to the mask and it opened up my airways and it just helped me feel like I was breathing so much better. So if you guys are having that same trouble as me or if you guys are not at work yet but going back soon, do like a mint that has like menthol in it or do a peppermint oil like I did and I 
promise you guys will be so happy with that because I was literally freaking out. I was so hot in my mask. So after each client leaves, I know I'm kind of going back and forth on some stuff, guys. So I'm sorry, but I never write like little things to remind me of what to talk about. I kind of just just flow. So um, when I have my client leave, I take an alcohol bottle. So something that has 99.9% alcohol in it, right? So I spray down the bed. I spray down the light that I'm using because of course I, I ch- turn that on and then I turn it up and down depending on my client. I spray the chair that they were on. I spray the stuff that they touched. I spray the wax lids and then I spray the door uh, handles and then I also spray the mirror. So all of that has just been alcohol, right? So whenever I spray that, then I start cleaning up the stuff. So um, any like leftover wax stuff that I didn't use, I don't reuse it, reuse it or put it back. I just discard it. So I've been pulling out my sticks separately rather than having it up and just kind of pulling from it like I used to. I take about like 10 of them just to be safe so I don't have to re-dip my fingers in it. And then of course, if I do re-dip my fingers into my little area that has all my stuff I just pull one glove off and then I put a new one on so it's not too big of a deal anything that I don't use I go ahead and toss and as I'm doing that my alcohol is drying on these surfaces so um, I then take a cavi wipe or you guys can take Lysol or whatever else you have if you don't have the cavi wipe and then I go back through and everything that I alcoholed I really quickly wipe it all down so I've done two swipes so I know that the pass is is done and then I pull my client um, my next client in for their appointment and I know that sounds like a lot but I promise you guys a spray bottle with alcohol I actually got that tip from Mackenzie from the wax room AZ because I messaged her she actually went back to work a week before me so I was asking her what she was doing and she really helped me out by just being like hey it's not that bad she had a great clientele and for me I know most of my clients so I will say if you guys know most of your clients just keep in mind they know that you're going through a lot and that you're really stressed and um, they also want to protect you and you know we all are trying to just be kind in this time in this moment as crazy as it is mostly everyone's following anything if you guys have like any crazy stories that have happened please reach out and message me because I would love to share them on here because I haven't had anyone do anything crazy no text messages or anything like that I'm, I'm of course on like a wait list but I haven't had anyone be like really really rude about it so I'm interested to see if you guys have the same the same thing. So that's what I've been doing. So nothing too crazy. I think the biggest lesson um, is the peppermint oil and the mask because it was just such a lifesaver. As soon as I did it, I felt like 10 times better. So I'm going to switch gears. I wanted to also talk today about, um, I've had a lot of people reach out and just ask what I do to grow my following and my Instagram and how I grow like my wax tribe and all of that stuff. So I wanted to share with you guys exactly what I do. Um, I do not do this every single day. Sometimes I'm lazy about it, but if I'm really being consistent, um, I am doing these following things. First and foremost, what I do, um, and this goes with who you're trying to attract. So let's say you are building up your clientele, okay? So what you're going to want to do is you're going to go into obviously your city, right? So uh, for instance, I live in Tampa. So what I do is I go to where people hang out. And what I mean people, I mean the people I want to attract and I want to bring in to my studio and become one of my clients. So I'll go into like a restaurant 
that people will take pictures at or people will tag um, one of the more popular places in Tampa. So I will go ahead and click the tag and I will go like, let's say, I know you guys might not know what these places are, right? But I'll go into a place really popular in Tampa. It's called Bar Taco. So I will go on to Bar Taco's Instagram and then I will go to who's tagging Bar Taco on Instagram. So then from there, I start to scan, okay? So I start to see who would be a great client to bring in. So then I just simply click on their picture, like it, Maybe I go into their profile, I like some of their stuff, and then I maybe leave a comment, and then I go on to the next. So I do that, you know, mostly when I have more time in between clients, if I have like breaks, or I'll do it at like nighttime or things like that. I do that for a lot of different restaurants, and you can do that with like going on maybe hashtags, like if you live in Boston. So Boston eyebrows, Boston makeup, Boston, you know, getting into the niche of like beauty. And then you can kind of start picking out the people from there. Of course, make sure they live in your area and so forth. I've had a lot of clients come from that. If you guys are trying to attract Uh, other waxers and join like the community, then kind of the same thing, uh, but a little bit different. And let me explain why. Because clients, you know, we build a relationship over time, right? But with your waxing community, you want to actually build with people that you want to build relationships with more as like friends rather than clients, right? So when I'm adding a waxer as a follow, I'm seeing a relationship in terms of like a friendship rather than, you know, a client giving me money. So I go onto their feed and I genuinely like the style and then I follow, I like, I I definitely reach out. You know, we all could use a helping hand in our comments and our likes, whatever can help out another SD. I mean, we're all in this together. So kind of the same concept with waxers, but you want to be more genuine in your intentions, I should say. Um, So I do that. Another thing that I do is just build authentic content. I mean, do content that is really true to you. If you guys look on my Instagram, you guys see that I have a lot of Canva, which is what I build like my wording on. And if I make infographs and things like that, all that stuff I make up. So yes, some of it comes from inspiration from other people's pages. And that's okay too. Um, But some of them just come straight from my own personality. So, um, you know, doing that on your page, letting people know who you are, you know, that's definitely got me the most reach on my Instagram is when I've been really true to myself. Another thing is, is that people love to see the person behind the Instagram. So I never did this at first. I was always the one that just put my work up and I never put me up. And I'm not saying that you cannot get away with doing this, but I am saying that your reach can potentially become a lot higher. And when I say reach, I am talking about like how many people actually see your post because I never go off likes anymore. Likes are like totally ruined by Instagram and a lot of people don't really even like things. They're more into scrolling and stories. But if you can just pay attention on like your insight purposes and see the reach area, that's where you'll get like your true number of how many people you've you know, reached and how many profile views you've gotten and all of those analytics. 
So um, once I started putting pictures of myself, I started noticing a lot of people had like more comments, you know, whatever it may have been. But I started really connecting with people because people knew who I was. Um, And another trick and tip is that people, weirdly enough, like to see someone's whole body. I guess that there's been like a, a study done where people have just taken pictures of their face versus their body. And I guess the difference between that is people trust you more when you're willing to show your whole body. I mean, whatever that means, of course, but I, it gives you like a sense of trust, like you're able to just put your whole self on your Instagram. So if you guys have somebody to take pictures for you, even better. Um, another thing that I do is I just really engage with the people that I follow, my clients, I engage with my waxing followers. I always, you know, try to support people and I mean I truly do like the stuff so trying to go on there try not to just post and then hop off your Instagram another thing that's been really really helpful for me is I kind of gave away with my personal Instagram and I'm primarily now on my work Instagram because my theory of it all is why am I promoting and doing all these pictures when I'm not even getting paid for it? So putting pictures up on my work Instagram has created a drive for clients. So for me, I made that my more prioritized Instagram in January of 2020. And I would say that that's when my Instagram has been doing its best. So those are kind of the things that I do more every day. But also, you know, working on your hashtags, working on your location, making sure you're not reusing your hashtags on every single post because Instagram will figure that out and they will spam it and then they will show less people. So what you can do is whenever you are figuring out what Instagrams work or Instagrams, what (laughs) hashtags work better for you you can actually put the hashtag in the search bar and then that hashtag will show how popular it is. But then if you look up at the top, there will be suggested hashtags that are similar to your current hashtag that you typed into the search button. So if you're feeling lazy, you can just put like, Tampa brows like I would put of course and then it would say like suggestion right it would say like Tampa beauty or Tampa Florida or you know so on and so forth so if you're putting like esthetician advice or waxing specialist they will come up with different hashtags that still meet the same genre as your first one getting in hashtags too if I like a good bundle of them I will save them in my notes and then I have about like five or six that have about 30 each that I'll just pick from in terms of like what's relevant in my post and then making sure that you're tagging so whatever you have on whatever you're using your products I always tag like skincare magazines you can tag waxing companies pfb is a brand that I use so I always tag them I tag my new free which is my finapil product always tagging who you're using that catches so much more reach because now it's on their page so always stay consistent with that too and try not tagging things that have nothing to do with what you're putting. I semi used to do that and I actually learned that that's um, no good. So those are probably my top ones that I can think of. So I hope that that was a little bit helpful for you. And yeah, I wanted to end this podcast. If you guys think about it, this podcast is juicy. Like I'm getting going and I'm like, damn, I talked about COVID. I'm talking about uh, the Instagram. And now I'm going to go into more juiciness. 
because I'm going to be talking about my Q&As, my questions that I've gotten so far since starting my podcast. I am going to answer them today on this episode. So my first question is, how um, do I take my videos for my Instagram? I have a Glamcore light and my Glamcore has an attachment that I can stick my phone to. Now I do believe if you go on Instagram and you type in light attachment or ring light attachment for phones, you can find something similar to clip onto whatever you use. But that always helps me when I'm doing some sort of like facial where I need the camera to be still. And shit, I had someone call me and now I lost my train of thought. Um, So when I need my camera to be still, I always have it on the attachment. And then whenever I need it to be moving around, if I'm trying to show something, I bring in like one of my coworkers. So that's what I do for that. Um, Another question that I got was how to keep a jumpy Brazilian client calm. So this was such a good question and it actually made me think about it because I haven't had somebody super jumpy in a while, but I have had a few and to be completely honest with you guys, this is exactly why I do my Brazilian the way I do them because I've had one situation where I had a girl come in and she was so jumpy guys and like she was so jumpy to the point where like I could not save her and I do the bikini first for that exact reason. So she was uncomfortable. She was making me honestly very uncomfortable. I did not want to wax her. She was taking way longer than my appointment time. I was booked. I had so many people, but she kept begging to keep going and it was just not working out. I hadn't even gotten to like the actual Brazilian part where it hurts. So My advice when someone's being so, so, so jumpy is start with the bikini line first. And that way, if they're too jumpy to handle it, don't be afraid to step back and be like, hey, I did the bikini line, which looks amazing. You can still wear a bikini. You can still wear a swimsuit and you won't be able to see the hair. Um, Let's stop now because I feel very comfortable with um, how happy you'll be with this wax but also you can kind of take a break see if you like it see how the grow back is with you and see if you're willing to come back in once the four weeks is up and you see how amazing the results is and maybe you can come back in and feel a little bit more comfortable with getting everything waxed. I don't normally do that but in situations when they just won't calm down I encourage them to do a bikini first and work their way in and I say if we need to go in a little bit each time we can until we get to that Brazilian part. Um, Best methods for ingrown hairs This is such a good question and this also depends on the client. So of course, keep in mind somebody that is sensitive, somebody with PCOS who has thicker skin, someone who is more dry, more oily, so on and so forth. Normally the best regimen that you can give for somebody who is experiencing ingrowns is first make sure that they are exfoliating. Second, try not to give them too many products at one time because us as estheticians we're willing to slap everything on our bodies at any given point. I will layer 17 layers of something if someone tells me that it works but our clients do not feel the same way as us. So give Giving them three products, giving them even two products is sometimes overwhelming for their regimen. So start them out with a brush and tell them, hey, I want you to do this every single night. If you begin to become too dry, 
go to every other day and if you are still dry just start to moisturize in between if they come back and they tell you that they are doing that you know consecutively and they're adding moisturizer then you can be confident enough to know that whenever you give them their serum they will have already been in a habit right so now you know they're going to exfoliate and then put them on the serum and then um, if the serum is still not working it may not be strong enough it may be because they are too sensitive and it's hurting them or it's probably because they are not doing it enough or they're lying. So I always say exfoliate every single morning and then use your serum at night. So I use PFB, so that has glycolic, that has salicylic, and that has lactic in it. So I always tell them at nighttime to use the serum and let it really soak into the skin over nighttime because of course you guys know that's a chemical exfoliation. In the morning time when they wake up, then I have them physically exfoliate the chemical exfoliation off. So the chemical is breaking up those dead skin cells and then the physical is getting rid of the remainder. It's doing a um, exfoliation through the brush. And then after that, I have them moisturize. So I do not have them redo a serum. And if you guys want them to be on two types of serums, both um, moisturizing and both you know, drying in the sense of like their ingrowns are bad and they need to dry it up with glycolics and acids. Um, I always recommend Phenopil. Phenopil is amazing. It is a 99.9% .9 bacteria killer. It also is antimicrobial and it also is moisturizing. I love it so, so much. I use it after every single Brazilian, every brow wax. I use it after every single service because Phenopil will cool down the pores on the inside and it will shrink them for inflammation purposes and it feels like you have icy hot on your area that you just got waxed, which feels so good. It feels like an ice patch is put on your body. Um, so those are the three products that I use, uh, PFB, Phenopil. I know a lot of people use fur and I have not tried that one yet. I know there's another product and I can't think of it. But um, there's a bunch of products out there. Those are the ones that I personally love. But if you guys have another one that you're using and you love that as well, please just trade into what I said to your product and have them do those regimens. And then let's see. Ooh, someone asked, what is something that I can't live without in my room? And what's really random, I actually cannot live without mints. So I have at all times Altoids and I have um, the peppermint flavor because I don't know, I feel like we're so close to these people's faces and I just love that if I feel unconfident about like the way that my breast smells, if I have something weird for lunch or I don't really know, I'm just not feeling confident, I pop in a peppermint and I swear it is like my go-to and when I don't have a mint, I run across the street, we have a gas station and I always buy them. So those are what is in my room 24 7. What's up George? My cat's coming here to hang out towards the end of my podcast. Um ooh, okay last question. So someone asked what is the best tip I've received from another artist? Um I've actually received a lot of information because I'm like never afraid to ask people questions and if you guys which everyone has been really really awesome but like 
if you guys ever don't know something, like don't ever feel like people don't want to help you. I always reach out to people and ask questions. And of course, like if I feel like it's something that they bought to learn, I don't really ask that question other than like where did they buy it to learn it. But like in terms of like products and how they get their picture like the way that they do or like for instance, I did an interview with Ashley. She was my last girl from Wax at Ash and I picked her brain about how she got really good lash lift lighting and so she told me and she has it on her Amazon page the camera that she uses the attachment and it is amazing I bought it it's $40 such a good investment it clips right onto the phone and that was something that I was so happy that I asked her about and then another thing same person Ashley um, she uses this like little microfiber wand to or not wand but it's like a tip and it's to do her lash lifts with and she has it in her video and I was like what the hell is that and I you know I would have never found that if I didn't just reach out and say hey what is that and so she told me and I just used it on a client for the first time the other day and guys it is so good if you guys do lash lifts I feel like when you learn how to do them um, I'm through Elibana and it's just very generalized. It's very basic. And when you start to see techniques that people are doing and like timing and like materials that they don't sell for the distributor that you learned from, it's really, really cool how creative people get. So that was something that was really cool as well. Um, yeah, I think those are like my top two ones that I love. Yeah, guys, I think that that's it. I'm going to wrap this one up. Um, Working Moms just came onto Netflix and I'm so obsessed. It's like the perfect, perfect time and the episodes are like 20 minutes long. If you guys are a mom and you've not seen this show, I highly fucking recommend it because it's freaking hilarious and sorry for the f-bomb drop well i hope to see you guys for the next one i have a lot of cool interviews in line still i am always on the lookout for new people so stay tuned guys i have a lot of really really fun things coming up bye guys <music>